Hi there. Do you know what your anxiety profile is? Me, I was a besieged panicker. We often say that the first step to reversing anxiety is to understand it. And that's why we've created a tool to help you discover your anxiety profile. And it's totally free. In about 90 seconds, you'll receive your customized anxiety profile. And it will answer so many questions you've probably been struggling with, including, am I going crazy? And why me? So if you haven't yet, pause this episode and head to lifefreeofanxiety.com slash profile or click the link in the show notes. I promise you'll get a lot more out of this and every episode once you know your anxiety profile. And now, on to the show. Hey guys, it's Erica. Thanks for tuning in to the Life Free of Anxiety podcast. The holidays are here, and today Dr. Barr and myself will be discussing what everyone's discussing around the holidays, of course, boundaries. Okay, so maybe not everyone's discussing boundaries, but maybe they should be, right? So we're going to open up the conversation about dealing with difficult family and how to make good decisions around this time of the year. We know the holidays can bring on a lot of stress, but we're also hoping that you can enjoy your holidays and get through it with these helpful tips. Now, if you didn't get a chance to catch episode one, Dr. Barr and I have created this podcast, um, but Dr. Barr was actually my therapist who was responsible for getting me through anxiety. So that is how we know each other, and I can tell you Dr. Barr always gives the best advice. So stay with us right now as we discuss an anxiety-free holiday season. Welcome to the Life Free of Anxiety podcast where each week we'll bring you another discussion to help you on your way to overcoming your fears. I'm Erica, and together with Dr. Charles Barr, a licensed clinical psychologist specializing in anxiety, we'll be your guides on this journey. To find a list of helpful free resources we offer, head to lifefreeofanxiety.com. Because you are not broken, you are not alone, and you are on your way to living a life free of anxiety. Well, hi, Dr. Barr. Hello again. I've uh, I've been spending a lot of time watching those Hallmark Christmas movies lately. Have you? I'm sure you've seen them. Is your maybe your wife oh, watches aren't them? Aren't they great? Yes. yes. And I couldn't figure out why do I want this on all the time. And I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, first of all, I love the sets. They're so gorgeous and festive. And then like sometimes there'll be an actor starring in the movie that I've seen in a show that I like. But I was thinking about it, and I know the real reason I like watching these movies, and it's because they always make everything look perfect. Like, the holidays are perfect in these movies, and there's no place on Earth, I don't know, one person whose holiday actually lives up to what is shown in a Hallmark movie. But isn't it fun to watch anyway and pretend that life could be perfect for a second? Well, it certainly is. Yeah. You know, uh, now now I would would disagree with you a little bit. I don't think it's because it it goes perfectly, but I think it's because it turns out perfect. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, we wouldn't watch the <laughs> so movie if there the wasn't conflict. So all the problems are resolved, and 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 every everybody is happy at the end. And everybody's so wholesome. <laughs> I mean, there's never anybody like really, really mean. I mean, maybe there is, but not not like real life kind of stuff. Well, it's pretty that, tame. That's kind of right. You know, it's like where where's your old uh, ugly uncle? Yeah. And yes. Yeah. yeah, and if he's in it, it's like not that bad, or he's played by a well-known actor, and you're like, okay. <laughs> but the holidays, what I'm trying to say, are stressful, and I think they are stressful for everyone, which is why we wanted to cover this topic, this timely topic today. One of the things that I would say, and and I encourage people to do, is to try to determine for themselves what it is they would like out of that trip. 
what would you like out of this visit? Now, uh, my family was always in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So I was, my, my family, I and my family were all traveling from California to Kentucky. It's like, okay, what three things would I like to do while I'm back there? And I don't care when they happen or what order they happen in, as long as those three things happen. Basically, what I would do when I would go there is I would talk to the rest of the family and say, well, sometime while we're here, I would like to do X, Y, and Z. And as long as those happen, that I don't care what order they're in, I can do them by myself. We can do them all together. We can do them. And that typically would work pretty well for me. Okay. And uh, usually when I, when I was there and I was telling people what I would like to do, I was also asking them, are there particular things that you would like to do? Part of the problem with living in Kentucky and, and being from that part of the country, and uh, if some of our listeners live back there, they will certainly understand this. Part of the problem is, is there's a culture of, well, I'll do whatever everybody else wants to do. Ah. Well, that that's uh, very accommodating on the surface, but uh, then it leaves people with no decision maker or a decision maker rises to the surface and takes over. Hmm. And um, then some of that can, that, uh, well, I'll do whatever everybody else wants to do. Uh, it, it kind of puts that uh, in a different light and it kind of invites people to actually say what they would like to do. That's a really great thing to consider is uh, going in that maybe you'll have plans for games or uh, alcoholic beverages or uh, going to see a movie and other people won't right. want to partake. And that's, that's you know, right. that's okay. But to have the things that you want to do that you can make sure happen, um, that might not be up to other people uh, because people can really go either way and they can really disappoint right. us, um, you know, when we come in with too many ideas of how things are going to look. And I think a lot of coming in like that has to do with just the um, the holiday advertisement and lights and everything that tells us that this day is these days really are supposed to be so great. And then they don't live up to these huge expectations. And um, that's exactly right. And then it it's causes a lot of depression. I mean, there's a lot of holiday depression and anxiety. Um, uh, there, there's both, and the anxiety certainly can lead to depression. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and if you come away from your family uh, experience feeling really disappointed, uh, hurt, angry, then it's very difficult to really want to have that happen again. Yeah, you know, it's like why why do I want to go back to that? That that was. And yet the expectation is that we'll all get together as a family and have a great time. Mm-hmm. So one of the things to do in this situation is is to start looking realistically at your family. Oh, realistically, boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it fun to be with my family? And the answer may be uh, not very much. Or not or always. It depends. You not know. always. Yeah. Um, it can be at times, and other times it, it's not so great. And then see if you can start figuring out what some of the factors are. Uh, what's going into this? Is somebody drinking too much? 
is somebody insisting on their way too much? Um, you know, do you have, uh, three different alphas in the group that all want their own way? So those three are always going to clash, you know, those kinds of things. And, um, but, but I'm really personally interested more in, okay, how can the individual control their own feelings while they're there at the family gathering? Uh, you, you don't have to control the family gathering. You only need to be able to control your own, your own emotions and your own reactions while you're there. So the unrealistic expectations are, are very important. And, and if you start really looking at your family, then maybe you can start adjusting what your expectations are for these people. Now, the other thing is most of these people that you're having trouble with also have a picture of what an ideal Christmas is. And they're trying to accomplish that. Now, I know that's hard to believe. That is actually. I'm because like, oh, really? you end up with such big fights at some of these things. It's like, how could that have been an ideal expectation from that person? Right. Um, and yet they, they are human and they have expectations and their expectations may be idealistic and overly idealistic as well. People wanting a, a certain drink or, or that kind of thing. Yes. Well, um, it can cause trouble. I'm sorry to say that, that it seems that alcohol plays a big role. I was just going to say that. When you, yeah. When you said and, fighting. Uh, so one of the, one of the plans, uh, if, if your family is willing to do this and willing to look at it is to try to limit the amount of alcohol that, that is consumed at a party like this or, uh, a dinner or afternoon gathering, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that you have to eliminate it completely because, um, you know, a glass of champagne or a favorite drink may be part of the celebration for that person, but certainly getting drunk is, is not going to go well at a family party. And uh, <laughs> so if, if, if people would kind of agree to limit themselves to one or two drinks, that would go a long way. And I know that's a hard sell for some families that without a doubt. So mm-hmm. I don't have the expectation that that will necessarily work. But if you are aware that, okay, here are the people in my family that tend to overdrink, that tend to then um, become unreasonable or, or strident or uh, create problems and that kind of thing then you can start maybe thinking about different ways of dealing with that, including not arguing with them after they've had three drinks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, you know, I'm going to change the subject or I don't want to talk about that anymore. Or if they're going to go anywhere. If they're really drunk enough, I feel like you can kind of walk away and they might not be paying so much attention to you anyway. You know, I think avoidance at a certain point is, is a, decent idea from somebody who's intoxicated i oh absolutely it is yeah they're not going to be really noticing if you're not hanging around them anyway so you might as well not try to entertain you know whatever they're going to try to talk to you about or or yell at you about or criticize you about and that that's where i would like for you for for where take a lot of grace with you um, okay, so if someone is saying hurtful things to you and you know that they are inebriated at that point, it's like, you know, just take it with a grain of salt. It's like, yeah, 
you know, they're, they're drinking too much and I don't need to take this seriously. I don't need to get hurt by it, even though it's a hurtful statement. Um, and boy, I tell you, they, they can say some very hurtful things. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I've seen families that then don't talk to each other for years because somebody said something hurtful while they were, were, were uh, drunk and, uh, the other family member took such offense at it that, so that's what you really think, you know, and quite frankly, I don't think that about someone who's been drinking too much. I don't think that that's what they really think. Yeah. I think that that's the alcohol talking and not them. Because I don't think that's what they really think. That's what they said, but I don't think that's what they really think. Mm -hmm. So I, I want, I would like for people to take with a grain of salt what, what happens with someone who's been drinking too much. Okay. And if you can just, just like you said, avoid them, um, turn around and walk away if you need to, if they're starting to say hurtful things or, uh, they're getting into a, a belligerent argument about politics or oh, whatever no, not else. Politics. It, it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it happens. Yes, it does. And, and, you know, you just, just change the situation if you can. And that may mean just walking away. Now right. that's very difficult for some of our anxiety people because they don't feel like they have the right to walk away. They, they feel like that's going to hurt the other person's feelings. They have soft feelings. They don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. And, and I get that, uh, but that's where I, I want them to practice being self-protective as well. You know, don't, don't stand there and let someone put you down and beat you up verbally. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you don't have to do that. Just, just turn and walk away, go find somebody else to talk to and, um, try to have a good time with that person. Now, speaking of being self-protective, do you think that there's a time to not attend the holidays because you're walk going to be walking into too toxic of a situation? Yes, I think there are times when that happens. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that uh, in order to be self-protective, and, and that can be from a number of, of situations, like um, if the family decides to have Christmas at, at a destination that is just most difficult for you to get to, then you may want to announce early. Mm -hmm. You announce that you are planning to do something different next year. Yeah. Um, and so you let the family hear from you that, that you're probably not going to be there next year, uh, especially if it's held in the same place. Um, and you don't even have to, you know, justify it particularly other than just saying, well, We've just decided we're going to try something different next year. We want to try something different. So, mm -hmm. um, and the family will, will most likely push back and try to entice you to say yes and maybe guilt you into it or try to anyway. Right. Um, but, but that's where if you can just stand your ground. And I think that it's better for the individual and for maybe your family to not go where it ends up being really ugly. And to go do something that is fun for your family and meaningful for your family, rather than to go and be in that toxic situation. And what if somebody is feeling like it's not too, you know, it's not too far away to go, but they're kind of on the fence about going because something could go wrong or somebody um, might be there who might say 
something. I mean, there's all kinds of scenarios that can play out, but um, just talking about removing yourself, because I think sometimes, again, we fall into the expectation of we have to be there on this day. We've been with our family every day, you know, every Christmas for 30 years or whatever it is. And so, but this year it's looking like it might not be the best thing for ourselves. Well, uh, that brings up the whole issue of, of uh, boundaries, mm-hmm. uh, boundaries for families as, as well as boundaries for individuals. And it is okay for you to draw a boundary uh, for your family, for you as an individual, for what you want and what you don't want, which a lot of our anxiety people feel like they don't have that right. Mm, yeah. That, that they don't have. Uh, the ability to set that boundary or to hold it if they, even if they declare it, they won't be able to hold it because um, they they feel like they'll get run over and people won't respect their boundary and that kind of thing. And people will certainly challenge your boundaries when you set one. Um, but it's okay for you to have a boundary. It doesn't mean that you have to sever the relationship with the family. You can still have a meaningful relationship with the family, but maybe not go to that gathering just because that gathering is, is, is not fun anymore. Yeah. Got it. Um, it, it really is that, that at a family gathering like this, this is the time to set aside, uh, differences, mm-hmm. right? Uh, people, some people may still want to bring up the differences and talk about them, but it really is time to set aside the differences and um it's also important while you're at a family gathering to take good care of yourself you may need to take a break from the family gathering yeah Uh, so you may need to um, step outside for 10 or 15 minutes and and just be alone Uh, take some deep breaths and let yourself relax and focus on what is outside you know so if you if you step outside to take a break what is outside? Uh, it may be crisp and cold. Uh, it may be hot if you're here in Southern California. We may have a hot uh, holiday going. Um, regardless, you know, uh, look around you. See what what is out there. What what are the trees looking like? What does the grass look like? What condition is the sky? Uh, is it hot or cold? Uh, how does the air smell? You know, really, really. Uh, try to to sort of ground yourself and, yeah. and be in the moment. You know what what do you hear when you're out there? Do you hear laughter? Do you hear um, cars and buses? Do you do you hear airplanes? Is the wind blowing? What what's going on? So use your senses. Take a break. Take a deep breath. Let yourself relax. Uh, remind yourself that you're here to visit with your family. And that you'd like to, is there someone that you would like to talk to inside? Uh, maybe you just came outside to get away from somebody. Well, who would you like to talk to? Go back in and try to find them to you let yourself relax. Right. So it's okay for you to take a break. Maybe you have to go to the bathroom in order to take a break from your family. <laughs> but go to the bathroom, sit on the toilet for a while and take some deep breaths. <laughs> um, pick take a yourself bath. In a much, well, <laughs> You may not have time to take a bath. Oh, but <laughs> fine. I guess your Christmas looks very different than mine. No, I'm just kidding. If it's your house, you may take a bath. <laughs> you can choose. Yes. You have the upstairs all to yourself or something like that. Yeah, yeah. that's right. My uncle, honestly, my uncle is such an introvert, and I crack up at him because 
he just can't handle we have such a big family and he's just he he always leaves at a certain point but he's the quietest person in the room so so like you don't really notice but um i remember one time i went to use the upstairs bathroom and i i walked into the bedroom first and i was like oh he's he's like in here sleeping <laughs> like he's actually we're all downstairs and he came up to just take a snooze so. he took a nap yeah like that, okay. that's that yeah. actually is what he needs. It was his own house. So, so. yeah. <laughs> well, actually, even if it's not your house, you can go take a nap. You know, if, if that's helpful for you, you can go find a quiet bedroom and lie down, take a, take a short nap. Yeah. That can be very, very helpful. That's true. Any yeah. alone time can be helpful to recharge those batteries. That's right. A lot of personalities your coming at you at once. There, lots of personalities and, and none of them are ideal. Yeah. Because none of them are perfect. So this can't be a perfect meal. It can't be a perfect day, but it can still be a good day. Yeah. And that's and, why. And you can walk away having renewed family ties and talk to talking to people that you wanted to talk with and visiting people you wanted to. And that's that's why these movies about Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever holiday it is has. There's so many movies out there that people love about crazy families on Christmas, and it's because it's so relatable. I remember always thinking yes. that I was alone in, uh, especially when I was in college, and I was going to have to go home to uh, certain things that certain personalities, I should say, at the time that were less than desirable. And uh, mm -hmm. it was very, very hard the weeks leading up knowing what I was going to be going to. And I remember um, I went to a Christian college, but I remember my professor praying for this our, our class, which was had like 300 students in it. It's one of those auditorium classes. And he prayed for people, for the students who were going home to things that were less than pleasant for the holidays. And I remember thinking like, wow, okay, so it's not just me. Yes. And I was so appreciative. Yeah, that yeah. somebody else and maybe other students in the room were dealing with whatever they were dealing with. But it, sometimes it can feel like it's just you. You're the only one. Yes. But just remember those movies are made <laughs> based on reality. They're made for a reason and they make money because this is the truth of almost everyone's holiday. So you're not alone. But it can still be good, and, yes. and we want to keep that in mind, that it still can be good. So I hope all of our listeners will have a fulfilling holiday yes. uh, and a fulfilling time with their family. Not perfect, because it won't be, but I hope it will be fulfilling. Memories made for years to come, hopefully. That's right. But if not, yeah. that's okay. <laughs> well, thank you, Dr. Barr. Your tips are going to even get me through the holidays this year, I think. Well, maybe they'll get me through, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't have a perfect family either right none of us do none of us do and none of us are perfect right. either but remember for everyone else somebody has to spend the holidays with you too <laughs> oh my goodness that's a terrible thought to think of, isn't it <laughs> i think i could handle being related to you i hear you go to disneyland for thanksgiving so oh uh, i have that's been a good one. To do that. yeah that's pretty cool if you're buying i'm there disneyland's expensive these days <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right. I think that's it. So um, next okay. time we're going to be talking about how to get there. We told you how to deal with, with it while you're there, but we're going to tell you actually how to get there. So um, make sure you check that out. 
See you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope that something in today's conversation provided you with a feeling of hope, determination, or purpose. I know what you're going through. And that's why I want to give you some of the tools that helped me in my anxiety journey. To get a free copy of Free From Fears, head to freefromfearsbook.com. To find out more about the Change Anxiety Treatment Program, find us at changedwith2as.com. Thanks again for listening. And remember, you are not broken, you are not alone, and you are on your way to living a life free of anxiety. See you next week. Before you go, I wanted to give you one last reminder to discover your anxiety profile at lifefreeofanxiety.com profile. Going forward, we really think this should be the starting point for everyone's anxiety journey. Once you're done, once you're done, you'll probably wonder how we could learn so much from just a few questions. It really is amazing. What you don't see is behind the scenes, your responses are compared to what we've learned from helping over 200,000 people just like you reverse their anxiety over the past 40 years. It's a data-backed assessment with real insights. I promise it's worth 90 seconds of your time, and it's totally free. Just click the link in the show notes or head to lifefreeofanxiety.com profile, and I'll talk to you again soon.